Hello, hello, and welcome to my reinvented podcast, Taboo, where we talk about all the things people are afraid to talk about. If it makes you uncomfortable, I'm probably going to talk about it. Life's too short for ambiguity, so thanks for listening, and here we go. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. I got several people who wanted me to talk about nutrition here, so that's what I'll be diving into this week. I will preface this episode with a trigger warning because a lot of you may not be ready to hear what I have to say about nutrition. A lot of you may feel triggered by things I say or my take on things. So if this is you, instead of being offended or getting upset, ask yourself, why is this triggering me? What do I feel? Do I feel anger, guilt, shame? Whatever the feeling is, embrace it and continue listening. Or don't. Like I always say, everything we do in this life is a choice. An active decision we are making. And every day is a new day for improvement and learning something new. So with that being said, let's get started. Think of our bodies as well-oiled machines. Or that's what they could be, if we treated them that way. Unlike cars, our bodies don't really need mechanics or expensive servicing at certain mileage points. Our bodies tell us what to do when we need to heal, but unfortunately, most of us have forgotten how to listen to our bodies, how to tune in to the sensations we feel and the symptoms being presented to us. Here are some easy examples. Overworked, your body will start to feel fatigued and lethargic. Hungry, your stomach will grumble telling you it needs food. Tired, your eyelids get heavy and start to close. So moving forward, I want you to think of your body as whatever you envision when you think about your dream car. Is that a Lamborghini, a Maserati, a Rolls Royce, a McLaren? Whatever that is for you, that's your new body from here on out. Now this car of yours that costs thousands and thousands of dollars, it's a luxury car. And like most luxury cars, it runs on only the best. Would you put regular gas in a Maserati? How about a McLaren? Probably not. You would pay for premium gas. So then why is our entire society based upon the premise of consuming shit food and then wondering why we're all sorts of messed up? One of my favorite sayings is, you are what you eat. And that's because it is 100% true. Every 7 to 10 years, our cells completely regenerate themselves. This is a process happening every single day in our body. Old cells die off and new cells take their place. But a complete reinvention of every single cell takes anywhere from 7 to 10 years. I like to recall this fact whenever I'm making a food choice because the choices that I am making today will impact me for the days and weeks to come. And the same is true for you. I think the number one question people ask me about their diet is whether they should go vegan or vegetarian or what diet is best for them. If they're not sure... I tell them I'm not sure and I always give them the same answer. I have no idea. Only you know. And you will know as you continue to eat things and see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. From my experience with my own body and the thousands of patients I have taken care of, I'd probably say everything in moderation is the key to not only nutrition, but all aspects of our daily life. The biggest problem in the foods we eat are the sugars, the added hormones, the fillers, and the trans and saturated fats. If you haven't really ever thought about your diet, I implore you to start now. We're going to get down and dirty on the sweet stuff most of America loves. Sugar. 
every time you grab a snack or go to make some food, take a look at the nutrition label. How much sugar does it have? How many ingredients does it have? If there's more than 10 ingredients, it's probably too many. If you don't know what some of those things are in the ingredients, you probably shouldn't be eating it. I'll put this into perspective for you really quick. The American Heart Association gives the average sugar recommendation to be less than 25 grams for women and less than 36 grams for men in one day. But take a regular size 12 ounce can of Pepsi. It has 39 grams of sugar. Now, wait a minute. You might be saying, yeah, whatever. I don't like soda. I don't drink soda. Well, how about some orange chicken? A normal serving of orange chicken, which is about six to seven pieces of chicken, by the way, has on average 31 grams of sugar. Vitamin water, a product that millions of people buy because they don't like the taste of water, has 26 grams of sugar per bottle. Yo Crunch yogurt and a lot of other yogurt products pack in over 20 grams of sugar per container. In just these single serving items, you've already exceeded your daily sugar limit. And let me tell you, friends, sugar, it's an addiction. We are all addicted to sugar. It's hard to not be addicted when they manage to sneak it into everything we're eating. It makes choosing the right foods for our body that much harder. But from a medical perspective, sugar is the enemy. Sugar breeds inflammation and has been linked to the slew of healthcare problems that plague the United States. Besides just diabetes, increased daily sugar consumption is linked to cardiovascular disease, the fancy medical term of saying problems with your heart. It can lead to artery blockages, poor circulation, high blood pressure, and strokes, just to name a few. A study published in 2014 in JAMA Internal Medicine, Dr. Hugh and his colleagues found an association between a high sugar diet and a greater risk of dying from heart disease. It was a longitudinal study, which means that the patients were followed for 15 years. People who got 17 to 21% of their calories from added sugar had a 38% higher risk of dying from heart disease compared with those who consumed 8% of their calories as added sugar. What this study shows us is that basically the higher your daily intake of added sugar, the higher your risk for heart disease and a bunch of other problems. Sugar is also a huge contributor to the increase in cancer rates. While there are no studies that explicitly say, yes, eating sugar causes cancer, there is direct evidence that shows a high correlation between higher sugar intake leading to higher cancer risks. All the evidence is out there for reasons I've mentioned earlier. Eating a lot of sugar increases your inflammation in the body. It creates oxidative stress on the body. It causes weight gain, which leads to increased fat cells in the body, which in turn puts you at higher risk for blood clots, heart attacks, strokes, diabetes, and the whole cascade we medical people love to put into a box called metabolic syndrome. So how can you be aware of how much sugar you're consuming? Look at the nutrition labels. Track your daily food consumption one random day and just get a ballpark estimate of how much sugar you're taking in. Make sure your sugar consumption is only coming from natural sources, things like fresh fruits, honey, dates. Another way to monitor and control your sugar intake is to avoid any of the following words on the back of food products that you're buying. Brown sugar, corn sweetener, corn syrup, fruit juice concentrate, high fructose corn syrup, invert sugar, malt sugar, molasses, or any syrup sugar molecules which usually all end in ose, like fructose, 
dextrose, maltose, sucrose. I know what you're thinking. Wait, I've heard that fruits have a lot of sugar. Does this mean I can't eat fruits? This is one of the most common questions I get from diabetic patients. And if you ask a bunch of doctors or medical professionals, you'll probably get all sorts of different answers. Here's my take on it. Fruits are natural. They come from the earth. They are loaded with natural vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, antioxidants, and yes, also natural sugars. The American Diabetes Association has actually done studies showing that people who eat a lot of fruit actually have a lower risk of getting type 2 diabetes, which to a lot of people sounds crazy. But when you think about it, it actually isn't. See, fruits are loaded with fiber, which is hard to digest and makes it have a lower glycemic index. What's a glycemic index? Good question. It's a number assigned to food based on how quickly and how high the food causes your body's sugar levels or blood glucose levels to increase. The higher that number, the worse the food is for you. Glucose, for example, is the number 100 on the glycemic index scale, while eggs, which have no sugar in them, are a zero. So the answer to whether or not you should eat fruits would be the same as my answer for everything else. Eat them in moderation. Eat them in the morning or early afternoon when you have time to use them as an energy source and burn them off. And whenever possible, eat them fresh or frozen. Dried fruit, while delicious, often has tons of added cane sugar. And canned fruit often has tons of added sugar as well as preservatives, so it's best to avoid these as a daily food. The berries, including strawberries, blackberries, blueberries, and raspberries, are actually some of the best fruits to eat in terms of the lowest sugar content and healthiest overall for you. Another way to monitor your sugar intake is to look at your carb consumption. This is the real killer for my Hispanic people here. When I worked in primary care, I used to have a whole spiel about los cuatro enemigos de los hispanos, or the four Hispanic enemies, and I'd rattle them off on my fingers and tell patients, white bread, white rice, white tortillas, and white potatoes. This is literally the backbone of most Hispanic kitchens. Some of the Mexican patients I took care of reported eating about 18 tortillas every day. It doesn't sound like a lot, but if you go to a taco truck and order three tacos, they're usually the small tortillas that fit in the palm of your hand. And because they stuff the tacos and load them with sauce, they usually double up the tortillas because it holds better and it's more filling. But guess what? These white starches, which are carbohydrates, get broken down and converted by our bodies into, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this, sugar. So let me preface this again with everything in moderation. I'm not saying never eat white rice or a tortilla again. I'm saying eat them in moderation. Like I used to tell my patients, one, two, or even three tortillas won't kill you, but eating 18 every day will certainly bring you closer to death. One corn tortilla has a glycemic index of 52, which is right in the middle of our glycemic index scale. But how about when you eat 10 of those at each meal? If you think this sounds extreme, think about any time you go to a Hispanic restaurant. You usually get a giant piece of chicken or steak served on top of a mountain of rice with a side of french fries on a plate the size of your torso. Not a fruit or a vegetable in sight. While this may not do much for you on an occasional basis, a lot of people still eat this way the majority of the day. So take caution with how much of something you eat and just remember, everything in moderation and you should be okay. When possible, also switching to wheat, like whole wheat bread, brown rice, wheat pasta, sweet potatoes instead of white potatoes, 
definitely lowers the glycemic index and has way less sugar than white starch products. My final piece of advice for those looking for easy ways to cut out sugar and just one more reason why I don't drink alcohol, cut out cocktails. All those sweetened drinks are created with cranberry juice, apple juice, pineapple juice, and fruit juice concentrates. None of them are made with real fruit juice, aka it's loads of sugar with a splash or two of alcohol, which just gets broken down into more sugar. Not only will you save calories, but you'll also save loads of money by really trying to consume less of this one. Trust me. So in summary, what are the some of the easiest ways that you can eliminate sugar from your diet? One, cut out soft drinks like sodas, iced teas, energy drinks, flavored beverages. We're made of 70% water. That's really the only thing you need to drink to survive. Two, look at the nutrition labels of the foods you're eating. How much added sugars are in there? Ideally, you want zero grams of added sugar in everything you're eating, or as close to that zero grams as possible. If you see 35 grams of added sugar in a protein bar, that is not helping you, my friend. Not one bit. Three, aim to keep your daily sugar level below 25 grams of sugar for women and below 36 grams of sugar for men, which comes out to roughly six teaspoons of sugar for women and nine teaspoons of sugar for men. Four, Limit your consumption of white starches like white rice, white bread, white pasta, and potatoes. Pick one or two of these max and eat a normal portion size of them and call it a day. Number five, try to eat foods containing sugar in the morning or early afternoon when you have plenty of time to use the fuel and burn them off during the day instead of eating a pint of ice cream or a sandwich right before bed. Number six, Cut back on cocktails, alcoholic beverages, and just alcohol in general. All of them, even beer, have calories or artificial sweeteners that hurt us and don't help us. I hope this empowers you to start taking a look at what's going on in your body. Every bite counts. Every cell thrives or struggles for survival based on the food choices we make and what we decide to put into our bodies. Start to treat your body like the car of your dreams. Treat it with love, respect, and kindness. Treat your body like the royal temple that it is, a sacred place, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, whatever you have to call it for it to resonate with you. This is just part one of this nutritional series because there is so much I want to share with you all, but I hope this gives you guys a place to start and some useful information. If you're still listening, thank you. Stay tuned for some raw, honest, real conversations, and thank you for joining me on this journey. Stay tuned for the next episode and please like, rate, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. If you have questions, comments, feedback, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Chris Have a wonderful day or night, wherever you may be. Sending you so much love, Kristen.